meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior Wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. At eight years old, money was very scarce, so Lowell Robinson, with the encouragement from his grandmother, decided to sell his grandparents' currants to the Cornish people living in town. He saved strawberry baskets and filled them with currants. Finding space on his cousin's wagon, he went to town and knocked on every door. He never got very far and his currants were all sold out. He really got excited. Both his grandmother sharing the currants on their farm and his grandfather's dairy work taught young Lowell Robinson to listen for community opportunities and apply them into the world. The amazing thing was Lowell's dad, who greatly influenced him, had a false limb from his knee down and still could work Lowell into the ground. Lowell emphasizes the importance in being a good friend to people and listen to what is being said. The challenge in life is to see if you can make an income and put people to work at the same time. If you need some help, you ask for it. It always comes down to doing things together. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak into a conversation with Lowell Robinson. Well, I'm sitting here with Lowell Robinson and he is about to share with me a somewhat distant memory being that he's a very mature 80-some-year-old gentleman here. He remembers a, oh, a story back when he was eight years old, eight years old up on, on, his, family's, on his family's farm. Is that right, Lowell? Yes. Yeah, what I happened? Indian Springs. I lived with my grandmother, and she had a uh, garden, and they had a big garden, but they also had a lot of raspberries, and they had a row of currants. And for some reason, I don't think my parents or grandmother used any of the currants. So she told me that she knew that there was a lot of people in Grass Valley that were Cornish people. And Cornish people liked currants at the time of the year that they were ripe. So she suggested that I save any strawberry baskets, the little ones that are four by four, that we could get anywhere I could possibly get them. And I picked these currants, and when we did get to go to town, which wasn't very often, I would have maybe four crates of these currants. Now, did all this happen up here in Grass Valley in the middle of the Sierra Nevada mountains? Yes, right here in, in Grass Valley, and my cousin lived on Race Street. So I'd bring the currants to town, and I'd go over to my cousin's house, of which was Jim Nile, and I'd get his wagon, and I'd put all my currants on my, his wagon, and I'd go down the street, going to the houses, knocking on their doors to see if they wanted to buy any currants. And I never got very far before my currants were always gone, and I had another few dollars in my pocket when I was young, and it just encouraged me to do that as much as they would let me come to town uh, to sell them during the time of spring of the year when we have them. Of course, that was only in the spring of the year that that happened, but it was very encouraging to be able to do that. Well, what really enticed you as a child to really listen like that? You were intently listening to their comments and came up with this idea of, of capturing well, those currents. Well, 
in our younger, my younger years, boy, dollars were very scarce. I mean, you was uh, that during the depression? I mean, how, how far? Well, it was after the depression. After depression. It was in uh, well, in uh, well, I was born in '29, so you can go from there in '36, '37, '38, something like that. That uh, money was very scarce, but for some reason, the Meepil and Grass Valley, because of the mining industry, were making a pretty good living, and that's why. Uh, we could come up here and the people would purchase those currents from me at that time of the year. So then a lot of the miners that were mining for gold up here they were, were and their families the, were using They were working using? in all the mines because I can remember I did so once in a while stay overnight in my cousin's house and those stamp mills would run 24 hours a day. You heard them, you heard them thump, 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 but it didn't bother you any uh, if you were tired enough from work and you went to sleep. <laughs> they probably put you to sleep. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people today would have a uh, not a very good view of the uh, stamp mills, but the people in those days, that's how they uh, got their bread and butter, by working in them stamp mills and, and producing gold, of which was uh, just coming out of the Depression years. Were you surrounded by people who were somewhat imaginative on how to make a buck I mean how to, how to how to get out there and work and, and make some uh, you know make some money and that sort of thing and oh, to yeah. help each other out yeah my grandfather uh, I can remember when he started the gray dairy and uh, he uh, built a milk house and uh, we had refrigeration for the milk and everything and uh, he had milk and uh, he would deliver it every other day. He'd deliver it to Marysville in 10-gallon cans. And uh, even one summer, I got to the milker quit, and I got to milk cows all one summer. Of which I decided that wasn't the right way Not to make a thing. living. <laughs> Not your right way. <laughs> no. Well, we had milking machines and all that, but just the same. Uh, cows in the morning want to be milked, and at night they all want to be milked, and they. Uh, they get in a, animals get in a real habit that uh, works very well because the cows, when you'd uh, open the doors, the first ones knew when to come in and they knew where their uh, stall was that they could go in it. And when they got in that stall, they knew that somebody would give them a gallon can of uh, alfalfa meal that they would eat in there while you milked them. So I did that one summer uh, when our milker quit. So. I decided and, I didn't like that, and though. And that was one summer too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, then as an eight-year-old, you you really were listening. You were a good listener, took that idea, and moved forward with it. And I guess the golden nugget from this is that you you consider recommendations made by others. You listen to the needs of the That's people. That's right, yeah. And look, listen for the opportunities. They're, they're, they're everywhere. They really are. If you'll apply yourself... Uh, the opportunities are still there today, and we just, uh, I continue doing that here in my older years, even though the kids are running a lot of the logging operations, I look for something else, and, and it's always around the corner. Mm -hmm. So do you consider life pretty exciting? It's been good to me, and it's been a challenge. You, you uh, The challenge is there to try and uh, see if you can make a few more dollars than somebody else. 
Yeah, a little competition well, never hurts. It never hurt a thing. I mean, and uh, so it always worked that way as far as I'm concerned. And uh, we'll continue doing that as long as my health, I'm lucky enough to have my health of which I try a little better at taking care of it now, eating a little different than I used to. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems that uh, in your, your efforts to to make good income from the various jobs that you don't leave people behind either because honest work is honest pay and and um, and that brings that team resourcefulness together to, to make it all happen. So those recommendations that you've heard people have through the years uh, really turn into productive lifestyles for a lot of other people. Oh yeah, yeah, we've uh, hired an awful lot of good people in all of my life. Uh, from when I was about 14 years old with the hay baler, I used to have to hire people to help uh, me bale hay, although my dad helped me an awful lot. And my dad was a cripple, and uh, he w only had uh, one leg down to his knee, and he had a false leg. But my dad always proved in his life that he could do more than anybody else. And he did. He could work harder. When I was 14, 15, or 16, my dad could run my hind end right into the ground, working me harder than, uh, than I could work. Uh, he was just a, a great guy for a work ethic that uh, I grew up with. It's, it really sounds like that's the root of your good work ethic. Yeah. It really was from your dad and what he taught you. Oh, yes. Yeah. I worked with my dad a lot over the years in my younger years. and. Uh, well, we used to do a lot of things. Uh, we used to haul hay to the Forest Service, and we'd go to Marysville and get the hay and then have to haul it up to Donnyville or Sierra City or up on Donner Summit. And it used to take us 22 hours a day to make a trip, and we made a trip every day. Yeah. And I, drove, I, I never drove the truck loaded in those younger years, but I always drove the truck when it was empty, and I used to get so sleepy sometimes I was afraid I was going to run off the road, but I never did do it. But <laughs> That's it was thing. a work ethic that was uh, good, and we did it. We did it. As an eight-year-old who learned how to be a good listener because your dad taught that to you. Oh, yeah. You ended up considering and, and making recommendations on new business, which you did with the currents uh, back in those early years. Today, if we were to take that great uh, viewpoint, how, how would you encourage people today to apply that just, listening uh, ability and acting ability that you had? Just be a good friend to people and listen to people that have something going on and uh, sometimes you learn what they're doing and uh, there's an opportunity there to expand your uh, area of work of which uh, it seems like uh, it's around every corner if you uh, look around the every corner and uh, a lot of times it don't work but an awful lot of times it did work sounds like it's worth trying regardless sure, sure. you just you just try you just try and uh, it's the ones that work that count who cares about the other ones well that's right that's right and like i say uh, we've been so fortunate in order to have good partners that i have teamed up with that uh, have carried the ball along with me and, and, and it generally worked for the partners too. 
Well, I, I think that's something that we can all learn from, <laughs> those early on experiences, working together, really being a good listener, moving on the recommendations and applying them out there in, in the world. We can take uh, old situations, turn them new. We could come up with completely new situations as you did when you were eight years old selling currents, one doorstep, one, one house at a time. Yeah, and uh, like I say, it's still around the corner, and if you, lots of times, if you need help, ask for it, because there's other people that want to have an opportunity too, and uh, they will help you accomplish what your ideas are, and you always need help. Always remember that you don't do all this by yourself at all. You always need help, and... Uh, the better off that you, or the better that you attitude that you have with people and work with them, work with them, right along with them. You don't make them do all the work. You prove yourself, I like my dad, that you can do the work too. And I used to say that I could do any job that we ever had until we got some of these new computers and some of these new machines <laughs> yeah. that, uh, it's hard for an old man like myself to learn some of the new things as far as the uh, computers and things of that nature, although I realize they're very, very necessary. And I really enjoy the reports they put out. I can <laughs> read, re read the reports that the computers put out, although I don't have one myself. Right, right. Well, that was something that I noticed when I came in. It's, it's rare that you don't see a computer on somewhere, but. In your main office, you have plenty of them. Well, well yeah. and I want the people to run them. And the people to run them. They're smarter right. than I am. That's right. There you go. Back yeah. around again. Yeah. <laughs> Lowell, thanks again for, for some great uh, comments for Senior Wisdom. Thanks.